Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today I'm just so thrilled to have JC Cormack on. Sometimes you meet someone and there's that instant connection. You know that that there's that synergy, that they kind of feel the same way that you do about things. And JC was is one of those people. So, you know, after our first conversation, I'm like, oh, I've got to have her on the show. Now, she's a lifelong entrepreneur, business coach, and creator of the Showstopper Entrepreneurs Lab. And she helps creative entrepreneurs learn how to apply the necessary and practical aspects to their business with a fresh creative approach so that they can achieve their dreams and work on living life on their terms. So welcome to the show, JC. Thank you. Thank you so much. And that was so sweet. And I I agree. When you meet those people that you feel that connection, that same vibration, it's freaking awesome. So today we're going to talk about creative boredom, and I know the audience is kind of curious about that. But just before we get to that, JC, why don't you share a bit of your story and your entrepreneurial journey? Well, something I share typically only in my creative clarity workshop. I'll give you a little tiny sneak though. Um, You know, when I was 17, I was at this point, as we all would be at that point, like, what am I going to do with my life? What am I going to do when I grow up, right? (laughs) And I'd always wanted to be a dancer. I was a dancer. I'd always wanted to teach dance and have my own school. And I had a ton of other ideas. Um, So I remember one of those moments trying to sort through all those ideas. And I had so many passions. And like I said, I share that story uh, in depth in my creative clarity workshop, but, um, and it's the only place I share it in depth. It's just kind of a thing I do. But um, I ultimately, of course, that was my first company. I launched my dance studio and at 19 years old, but those other passions and other big dreams that I had, I've actually done them all now. Um, One's a little off, but it was very, very close. And so that's where I'm at and where I ultimately came to a point, I mean, I, I have my studio, I sold it 15 years in. So I'm now I'm on my fourth company, right? <laughs> um, and so that's because, you know, there's just been other companies and, and uh, due to divorce a few years ago, I dissolved one that gave me the opportunity to work with authors from every corner of the world. But, you know, sometimes life happens. It was a fugly divorce. <laughs> it was not pleasant. <laughs> didn't want to stay partners. No offense, but I didn't want to stay partners with them and I wasn't buying him out. So I said, we're dissolving it. <laughs> and that's what we did in the divorce decree. So then, you know, I had that, well, what the heck am I going to do now? I was in a new state where the only, I had my then 10 year old, almost 10 year old son and um, my ex-husband. There was no one else. I'm in Texas still, but there was no one else here. We were brand new in the state. 
only a couple months in. And I had to come up with some kind of an income while I marinated whatever my next company would be because I knew I would have my own big company again. But what was I going to do in the interim? So, because I needed an income. My savings wasn't going to last too long. <laughs> you know, six or eight months, whatever it was, it actually you know, handled things for a while. So I did intermittent contracting, but then that's where right, right before the pandemic became a big, big issue, right? So not quite a year ago now, but um, I, this idea really started to come forth and I was just about ready to run with it and, uh, and work with creative women entrepreneurs. And so it, it's kind of had some shifts and some other things have happened, let alone the pandemic this year, but it's, you know, it's in full force now and I'm thrilled to be able to be a business coach for creative women entrepreneurs. That is amazing. And I love that you specialize down. Now, I'm sure, because we probably have some men on listening to the podcast. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm sure if you really had to, maybe there's a few good men you'd work with as well if they were interested. (laughs) It's just good marketing when you know who your ideal avatar, your ideal client is. And that's kind of like me all over again, right? Like I know her. However, have I worked with men and had male clients? Yes. And I have no qualms doing that. I I like to do that. Um, But sometimes I have a more transpersonal or spiritual approach to things. And so it's kind of a a little different Mm -hmm. approach. It's not just all this masculine energy and all competitive and um, mind you, I trained in martial arts and love that and talk about being competitive, <laughs> being in my masculine energy. When you train with guys that outweigh you by a hundred pounds and you're doing jujitsu. Yeah. But, um, so yes. And I'm just going to stop and answer the question cause I can just ramble. I get excited <laughs> and I'm wearing my drink cause it splashed me in the face. <laughs> there you go. So I know you've come prepared today to just really share some good, strong, valuable, Um, hints, tips. So first of all, talk about what creative boredom is, and then uh, let's share some expertise there. Well, you know, highly creative people, which in my opinion, to be honest, I would say the vast majority of entrepreneurs are pretty darn creative. But highly creative people, neuroscience has actually shown that our brains literally are wired differently. Because typically, people use one network, one section of the brain on a project or when they're thinking about something. When you're highly creative, you actually use three different networks that work synchron- uh, synchronistically. That's not the word. Synch- <laughs> yeah, whatever. In tandem. My, my brain's apparently not working right now, but in tandem with one another. And so that's totally fascinating. But another interesting piece about being creative is that we do have a ton of ideas. We oh, have yeah. numerous passions, right? And we are so, um, we can jump from idea to idea and whether or not we are in a process of achieving success on something, because I cannot tell you how many times I've heard that from other fellow entrepreneurs, women or men, you have success and you've attained it and it's going great. But then it's like, I don't know. I sometimes compare it to uh, serial daters, you know, where you, you go out with someone, you're having a great time. It's fun. You're, there's not even a problem maybe in that particular one. But I don't know, the newness wore off. Exactly. And then you're like, eh, I need something different. Because literally, physically, we thrive on the new challenge, the new exci- yeah. the excitement of the new thing that we're learning because we also love to learn. Exactly. So... We have to learn how to 
not just jump tracks. And if we compare it to dating, because between my marriages, I dated a lot. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I know why now. <laughs> but it's like, instead of just going, ah, nope, next, and walking away from some successful career path that you've taken, you get to learn how to make it successful and then expand from there and use that foundation. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I mean, oh, oh, I am so guilty of this. You know, you get, you get started on one thing and it's going well. And then, you know, the new shiny object kind of shines and you're like, Oh, that's nice. Like, I'd like to do that. Right. But, um, you know, for me, that's a, a constant battle that I need to, you know, just really focus in on what I'm doing now, not get caught in the shiny object. But, you know, on the other end, sometimes you have to take on something new. Sometimes it's time to expand. And I think that, you know, that's both ends of the pendulum, right? Where, you know, you're switching things so fast that you never get the true success, or you never take on the new thing because you get so stuck in the one thing. So I think there's a balance point in between those. Mm -hmm. Well, and if you allow yourself to just get stuck in it. Again, when we're in this space of being super creative, you get bored. So when you reach that boredom, you feel stuck in the rut, your customers, clients, they're going to feel it. You're not putting out creative, amazing stuff. Or even if you're product-based and you're selling somebody else's product or you're an affiliate or something like that, well, guess what? You still have to be excited and have some creative, interesting way that makes you stand out that you're sharing about that thing. But if you get bored with it, it's going to show. People are going to feel it. You're just going to feel it. So when you're excited, because I know I'm over the top excited most of the time, but when people feel that, it draws people in. They want to know more or it repels those people that aren't interested in super bubbly. (laughs) But that's okay. So, you know, we don't want to get stuck in this. I don't, I hate it because it's, it shouldn't, in my opinion, it shouldn't be like that. We need to have that opportunity. Life is about growing, Mm -hmm. but it's about finding the joy along the journey, you know, in the, in the journey itself, not just that end goal. So how do you kind of stay balanced in that center point where you allow yourself the creativity and the newness of things without sabotaging what you currently have? Well, so this is where years ago, like I said, my first company was a dance studio. And I remember, I can't remember exactly how old it was. So I can't recall, to be honest, if it was, I know it was my mid twenties. I never can remember if it was before or after my uh, now almost 25 year old son was born. But um, so it was in my mid twenties, but I remember the moment I'm in the studio and I'm working on curriculum for that day, something for class that day. And I just stopped dead in my tracks and looked at myself in the mirror. And I was like, you're supposed to be doing something bigger. Mind you, I was very successful. I had amazing students. I had amazing relationships, still do with some of those girls that were itty bitty, (laughs) you know, to this day and their parents. But I knew there was something I was being called to do that was more. What I didn't know back then was how to take that, that foundation that I built and to use it and to grow from it. So eventually I just shifted gears. You know, I went and picked up my undergrad and then my graduate degrees, and then I went a different direction. And then I worked with the authors, you know, and I had that big, you know, the International Book Award Contest company. And in between, there was a bowling center and a bar. (laughs) So I didn't know how to do it. 
So when I figured all that out and really started to look at that, that's where I've pulled all of those things, all my passions that I've ever had, and they all became a foundation for working with the creative entrepreneurs that I do now. And some of those people I mentioned that were so close to me and that worked for me or were just students of mine or parents, they're actually connected to me and actually are part of my online community today with this company. And those are from when I was, it was 30 years ago. So it's pretty cool how that can work. Cool. So what would be your biggest suggestion when someone's looking to either change, but they have to keep what they're doing? So, you know, how, how do you allow that creativity to come out while still maintaining? Like sometimes, yeah, sometimes there is a, that point, okay, where you know you have to shift gears. Like I, I had that point when I was starting RTA Publishing, I was doing something else. And I had to, I got to the point I had to decide between the two. So I had to stop the one and do the RTI. But, you know, sometimes you just need to take on something new within what you're already doing. Yes. And so it really depends on where, you know, what space you're in. Is it something that you need to just take on something new personally, just to get the creativity and and to um, have that new challenge that, you know, you can be excited about. I know we've got the pandemic right now, but for me, even though my business is creative, I'm feeling that call to start training in martial arts again because it challenges me mentally, physically, spiritually. So I'm looking at that, just waiting because of being face-to-face with people and and being in in such uh, close proximity, right? So... If you're looking to do it within your business, one of the things that I really like to get people to understand is that we work in, we have a creative rhythm. Mm -hmm. Creatives create in cycles. So you have to learn what yours is. And I like to break it down with clients as far as not just by like, oh, when am I most creative during the day? It's, we go to each week, we look at each season you know, or even by month, like, I don't know, when you hit the first of the month, today's only the third as we're recording this, the third of February, does it feel like you're more creative now? Because you, I don't know, you psychologically, you hit this new month. And so psychologically, you're, you're just like, you know, you're ready to go. Do you feel that you need to be more practical and get some big things done? Because I don't know, it's the end of the week, and you know, you got to get it done before the weekend. So you have to understand the creative rhythm when you are actually better at being creative, when your creativity naturally flows, when you can set time for it and learn how to open the door for it to flow. Mm-hmm. When can you be more practical? What works for you to apply those practical action times? And then the chill, the boop, 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 boop beep <laughs> out time. I just say, I won't do it here for you, but chill the heck out time, right? Because as creatives, and as entrepreneurs, we go, 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 go. We must make sure that we make time for ourselves to stop, that we can just chill out, whatever that means for you. For me, it literally might be putting on my boxing gloves and going in our other room where I have my stuff set up and boxing for a while because I zone out because I'm so focused on the movement or dance or meditation or whatever it is for someone, or if it's just vegging out and watching television, whatever that is that works for someone. Because if we don't, we will burn out. Yes. Yes. So that's a piece that I love to teach is developing our creative, what I call creative rhythm and understanding what it looks like for each individual, because mine is not going to look like 
yours or someone else's, it's going to be a little different. Because I, I actually hate it when I hear a coach, oh, well, you know, you need to check your email um, at eight in the morning and then noon and then just at four in the afternoon. And I'm like, well, that doesn't Boring. work. Boring. Yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> right. I mean, and we don't want to get sucked into it, but you know, you have to figure out when it works best for you so you can pull that in. With that, when you do those things and understand that, that's when you can say, okay, well, I've got to do this because I need this income or I have this project going and there are things I must get done for it and I can't turn my back on it. So that's when you can say, okay, well, I know I can be more practical and be over here on this space, but here's when I get to be a little more free flowing, a little more creative, and I can begin to branch out into this new thing that's so exciting. But then you get to plan for it, which is the overlap of the practical with the creative. Awesome. Well, I loved what you said because right now, one of the things that I kind of started is I love crafting and I've done all sorts of different crafting over the years. Uh, but before, I guess it was October, November, I got a cricket. So I've been exploring mm -hmm. the cutting machine world and vinyl. And I realized I really like vinyl, man. That stuff is like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got the plane and you got the metallic and you've got the glitter and oh man, I, I'm really happy. And, but I learned a long time ago with my family, as much as they, you know, appreciate when I hand make them something, it's not always up their alley. And so I've decided this time, especially since, you know, things can get expensive when you start buying mm -hmm. a lot of craft material is that, uh, I'm going to sell what I make oh, and go. I've, I've yeah. made it around my theme because I work with entrepreneurs. So everything that I'm making is things that entrepreneurs will find useful. Oh, excellent. So, you know, I've been Love really that. excited about that, but, and sometimes I have to rein myself in because I'd really rather be sitting downstairs in my craft room and just <sighs> spending the whole day creating and, you know, there's work to be done. So, you know, I have to, I, I'm making it a focus right now mm -hmm. to get all my work done and then I can go play. Yes. And I think that's, that's the thing you have to figure out when I, and when I say that we have to figure out just our creative rhythm, well, guess what? You know, I have four kids in the house, you know, I have three teenagers and then our youngest is only five. You know, he's a kindergartner. So to help him with his things, uh, or to, just to stop, you know, I have to schedule my day. I take the kids to school. I have three schools because of the grades they're all in. And so then I go pick them up. I don't, especially with COVID, I don't make them ride the bus home. So I have to go, okay, well, my creative rhythm has to work around to a point. My kiddos schedules too, uh, or my husband's, right? Because I try to give him time. I don't want to just be working all the time. Well, you don't want to be a divorce, right? <laughs> Well, I'm remarried, so I got married this last summer, but... Um, yeah, but I, so, I, I you know, meant you don't want a second divorce. Oh, gosh, wouldn't be the plan, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. So, you know, we have to spend time together as well, and especially, and it's a new relationship, you don't want to let it have, you know, you got to work on things always, you always have to work on those. So, or friendships, you know, I had an amazing conversation with uh, one of my closest friends, lifelong friends. And, you know, we laughed until we cried on the phone last night, you know, just hee-haw. It was just ridiculous. So we need those. We need to find those times. And so our creative rhythm may adjust and shift at times. We can't be rigid with it. It's creative, <laughs> but it's, it's okay. And to figure out, hey, this is a passion of mine. And how can I utilize it in a way that is exciting, 
but that can also support being able to work and live life on your own terms. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So JC, if people have really enjoyed uh, this conversation today, how can they connect with you and, and get a hold of you and find out more about you and what you do? Well, um, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and actually now Clubhouse at BizCoachJC. Um, and then, of course, for the ladies, this does leave out the guys. Sorry. But I do have the online community on Facebook in the Facebook group, which is, uh, again, that one's at BizCoachJC, but it's Creative Women Entrepreneurs Growing Together. And any of that stuff, though, you can find the links on jccormack.com. So can just go there and find the links as well. And that's J-A-Y-C-I-E. Yes, ma'am. C-O-R-M-A-C. Because there's a story behind that, but I picked my name a few years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I did. After that ugly divorce, JC legally changed her first, middle, and last name. So... There you go. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being on the show. So this has been JC Cormack and Kim Thompson-Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you on the very next episode. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift that I would love to give you. Coming out this year, I am releasing my book, Author to Authority. And if you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, professional coach, or speaker, and you want to find out how to gain visibility and how to build your business bigger, stronger, faster, then I recommend that you download a free sample of the Author to Authority book at www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book. It's going to be a great resource for you that teaches the author to authority concept and the six key areas that you build authority in and how you can use a book to do it all faster. So don't forget, get your free copy today.